Okay, so we're just talking. We're just testing yep. it out. Say a few words. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're testing this. everybody and welcome to us talks the podcast where we have those everyday conversations and where we try to maintain and keep our vulnerability in a world where everyone seems to be shutting it off <laughs> you are now tuned in to the fifth episode and for this episode i did bring on another guest you will be getting some episodes from me where they are just me by myself talking about whatever I've gone through that day. But uh, I am excited for this episode because I brought someone on who is very passionate about maintaining vulnerability. And we actually met at work. Mm-hmm. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we hit it off right away because I find we are both uh, still of the mentality that true love does exist and you can find it even in a world where times have really changed and social media has kind of taken over. But, you know, we want to believe in not necessarily the fairy tale. I don't know that you can meet you can meet your, your soulmate one day. And we want to maintain vulnerability. We're, we're hoping anyways. We're hoping at least. <laughs> it's been hard. The last couple months have been rough. Um, but let me introduce you. Her name is Dre. Thank you for having me. Didn't think that this is something I would ever do, but I'm glad that you kind of pushed me to do it, get out of my comfort zone, and talk about something that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And yeah, uh, yeah it's important. Get your voice out there. Especially when I think, because we're going to talk about things that I think a lot of people shy away from nowadays. So the reason why I wanted you on is because there's been recently, I would even say in like our workplace, there's been a lot of like inconsistencies. Oh, yes, definitely. And almost like lack of responsibility when it comes to like talking to people, when it comes to just interacting with people in general, whether it be in dating, through relationships, friendships. I just feel like nowadays nobody wants to be accountable for their actions anymore and nobody really wants to be committed at all to anything. Yeah, it's true. I find a lot of people are a little bit more reserved in that way. I mean, I don't know for what reasons. I I think it stems from just, you know, not having to fully commit to anything. From my experience, Mm -hmm. um, I find that, yeah, there's, there's no commitment anymore and no accountability no responsibility yeah and it's just it's it's really hard to decipher like what is actually going on um in the relationship that you're in yeah and I think like also nowadays too there's this big thing around like well you should make yourself happy like you don't need anybody else to kind of fulfill you but I still think you're that type of person that wants to share a life with somebody that it's getting progressively and progressively harder to meet genuine people or people who are willing to be open especially if you want to be someone who's vulnerable Yeah, no, I agree, definitely. I think a a big change that has happened since our parents' generation is that uh, we've sort of become like a hookup culture. Yeah. That's sort of what our generation is now is, you know, we go from one hookup uh, like to the next to the next without anything being serious. It's all sort of superficial. But then you get into a situation with someone where like there are definitely strong feelings there, but you can't 
fully express how you feel because the minute that you do, it kind of like turns them off and then... You're back at square one. You're back at square (laughs) one, yeah. Or you get ghosted and don't hear from them ever again. And you know what's the most frustrating thing? So, okay, I get like having to play it cool. I get, you know what I mean? Like not giving away all of your, all of yourself all at once. (laughs) But I hate the fact that I was having a conversation with someone today. Okay, I'll I'll admit like I'm a lot. I'm a lot of a person. (laughs) And when I like somebody or I want to express myself, I go full throttle. And if I don't (laughs) like something, you're going to know it, which I I get can be a lot for a dude. And then my friend was like, well, you know, it's really unattractive to be clingy Mm. and to tell a guy, how come you didn't text me back when you say you would? Now, okay, fine. Like, I get people are busy. Mm-hmm. I get that they have lives. But for me, I'm like, why Why is it that we stopped being accountable to that? Like, why is it that we throw around? And this is not even just for dating, but I find in general with friendships and even if you've, you've made a plan with somebody, nowadays, I find we just throw things out there like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll see you then. Or like, don't worry, like, I'll get back to you on that. And then we have no follow through. We're, we're terrible. We're terrible people. <laughs> we're terrible people nowadays. We're, we're terrible people when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of that. I definitely you throw those. That. Yeah, I have thrown those words around. And I don't think that people are doing it intentionally. It's almost just like a saying, you know, like, oh, like, yeah, let's hang out soon. And then it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, those words just get thrown around. And again, I think it just ties back to not being accountable. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I find our lives are a lot busier now. Mm-hmm, um, everything say. is go, go, go. You know, we're, we're really busy. There are so many other, you know, things that are going on. It's, it's, I guess, hard for people to commit to something when they don't know, like, oh, like, what else, you know, could I be doing yeah. instead? Which is like a big slap in the face. A huge huge slap in the face. And I've heard that like more and more nowadays, I feel like, again, and this, this isn't just for dating, like this is in general, I feel like we can't commit to anything because we're just constantly waiting for something better to come along. Yeah. And I get keeping your options open for anything, any plans that are made. But we had talked about this the other day when we said Mm -hmm. like, how do you know what's going to be the most exciting like planner how do you know what's going to be the best for you until you give at least 110 percent to something first totally but i find we don't do that either i think the problem though is that there's always going to be something else Mm -hmm. which is the reason why we're not committing to anything you know and there's no motivation to commit to one thing because there's so much else that that you know we can we can do like for example when you're looking at like the dating scene right now, everything's online, obviously. So, you know, whether it's Tinder or Bumble, there's always going to be another person that you can yeah. talk to. So even if, yeah, okay, you like this person, but it didn't end up working out, like who cares? Just move on to the next. Swipe to the next person. Swipe to the next person or like 50 people that you already matched with. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, uh, I'm so anti those apps. So like, am I. I think... I know it's harder to meet people nowadays, and we were talking about it as well. I think with our phones and the way that social media is, it's easier and easier to hide from people. And one, I feel like you kind of hide who you are because you can show the best versions of yourself or the versions of yourself you feel comfortable with. If you don't feel like responding to somebody, there's no need to. Like you don't. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's superficial. That's what it is. There aren't any real connections, you know, like Anymore, Tinder yeah. is superficial. So then your profile is superficial. Everyone that you meet on it is superficial. Like 
the whole thing may as well just like not exist essentially. But then that's what makes me kind of sad because I feel like it's this cycle where not everyone wants a relationship, but for those who want to meet people and actually make genuine connections, I feel like it almost feels impossible nowadays because one, I've seen through like my friends and through other people and myself that it's harder and harder to actually want to put yourself out there when you're seeing someone face to face. Like it's, I just find that we, there's this cycle of like, well, everything's online. I don't have to own up to who I am. So it's harder and harder for you to actually go out of your way to make a connection in the real world. And so that cycle of everyone's doing it, I feel like it's almost impossible to meet people. Yeah, totally. And to go off of that, like with myself, I think it's harder because I've found myself in so many positions where I made myself vulnerable, put myself out Mm -hmm. there, and then got completely shut down. So it's kind of hard to pick yourself back up after that and to keep trying. Like, obviously, you should. Um, But yeah, it makes it it makes it really hard. And then like for me right now, like I want absolutely nothing to do with dating apps like Tinder. You know, like it's just it's not for me. And yeah, it's just it is super frustrating because it's like people just don't know how to actually date anymore and how to have like a real like human interaction with someone and i think nowadays especially because i don't know i just feel like something's going on in the world especially i don't know what happened in 2017 (laughs) but it's getting rougher and rougher out here (laughs) i feel like in order to even figure out whether or not you're ready for a relationship you have to really know that person Mm you get to see these pieces of them and then you slowly grow that connection. I feel like when you meet someone online, yes, we hear those stories about people meeting on Tinder and then getting married and all of that stuff, but I feel like that's definitely the exception and not the rule. Mm-hmm. And I just think real connections or you know, real friendships, real relationships, they start off stronger when you are actually seeing that person and meeting in a real physical place. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think another issue, though, as well, is that people aren't actually communicating with one another, and yeah. people are are not honest with their feelings. So you end up getting hurt in the end, and I don't know. It's just going back to everything being so, so superficial. You know, you could be fully like committed and involved in a relationship with someone, and you know, you th- you think it's it's going really well, and you can see it. Um, progressing into something more long-term, but then uh, it's also so easy to just, like, turn it off and walk away and completely forget about it, which has happened to me. Like, not not to say that I'm I'm the one that feels this way. I'm the contrary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually the more involved, like, the more Mm -hmm. emotionally... You've had both sides, though. Yeah, yeah, I have been on both sides. Yeah, it does does put an interesting perspective on things but just yeah as a whole it's just we we just don't know what we're doing and I think a lot of it we've been conditioned through technology and yeah it's just it's not how it used to be yeah and I feel like I'm the I'm still the naive one over here that's just like because even when you said like you've you've been on both sides of either being the one that's really involved or being the one that kind of lets it go I've only ever been on one side so I've always been just all in all the time and I've been told that too I'm always the one to just give like 110 percent and be super vulnerable from the get yeah well that's an amazing quality (laughs) well thank you but I feel like it's not like I feel like nowadays you can't do that and 
we hear all the time you have to play some sort of game like you can't you can't be 100% open and even if it's not necessarily a game I feel like you can't because it's just too overwhelming for other people overwhelming yeah and I guess it's not the most attractive quality to be like fully open I don't know. But why? I don't know. It's it's bizarre. I have no idea. And I get we have to protect ourselves. I was having a conversation with someone else who said um, after their first breakup, it taught them a lot. Mm-hmm. And they just knew after that, like, they had to, they couldn't ever give, I think, 100% of their heart over to another person again, which I get. Because, you know, you're trying to be smart. You're trying to learn from, like, past experiences. But I think the more and more hurt we get. Again, mm-hmm. not even with dating, but in general, the more we get hurt by people and the more we shut off ourselves, even if it is to protect ourselves, we get further and further away from real connection. And again, we're at, we're in a time where we're craving it and needing it the most. Yeah. And so this is a, a good time for us to have story time Ooh. and for you to <laughs> share your last two. Okay, so again, we work together, but you started... Well, just a couple months ago. Uh, well, no, it was a few a few months ago. A few months ago. Yeah, a few months ago. Um, but you've had two separate dude run-in annoying stories. Yeah, totally. Uh, so first dude showed interest from the first day that I was there. Uh, it was a slow progression, mind you. She's stunning, by the way. This is why. Sorry. Go, <laughs> go ahead. It's not getting getting me anywhere, unfortunately. Uh, so, yeah, it was a slow progression with this guy, um, as it should be. Like, you know, this is our place of work. Um, so, yeah, it just was, you know, we were friendly with each other, um, chatting whenever we, you know, we would see each other and then uh eventually led to a conversation of him uh asking me to like go for coffee so I said yes and he said he'd find me on Facebook which he didn't uh so then I decided to reach out and find him uh so yeah I added him on Facebook and then saw him again after that you know we were still like really friendly with each other um and then, he, you know, he invited me to, to another engagement. Uh, to that, I said yes. And then eventually I ended up giving him my number. And so, sorry, at this point, her and I are both thinking, okay, dude's definitely, like, interested. Yeah. All the signs were there. Biggest smile on his face, like, going out of his way to, like, say hi. Yeah, and, like, like, we're not crazy. Like, be noticed. Yeah, so we're not crazy. Anyway, so, yeah, and then I don't know what happened. I guess I just showed too much interest, but... Which wasn't even really that much interest. No, it wasn't. I just, you know, I thought maybe, oh, for once, I'll, like, put a little more effort into it, because usually I don't. Um, I guess I'm a very, like, traditional in that sense. Like, I kind of let the guy... Um, mm-hmm. like ask me out or like ask for my number like I usually like wait for him to um, yeah to do all of that so yeah I thought I was doing a good thing like showing my interest and uh, yep it totally backfired um, dude stop talking to me and now <laughs> things are super awkward when we see each other like <laughs> and for what it's uh anyways yeah it's, it's so I don't confusing. know man it's so confusing like so yeah he just like 
said all the things that he didn't mean. Um, or maybe he meant them at the time and then he found something better. And instead of actually like having a conversation about it, he just like let me hang to dry. Um, yeah. So that was first, first scenario. Yes, first dude. Uh, first dude. So I really liked him so that, you know, it crushed me a little bit. Uh, I guess I let my hopes <laughs> uh, get a little too high. Uh, so yeah, it took a little bit to get over that. So I kind of told myself that I would just, um, yeah, not pursue anything else. And so then there comes along uh, dude number two, which uh, throughout this entire time, like since I had started at work he had always shown interest but he was like a very flirtatious guy which like we both noticed yeah but I had also said like no it's different like it looks different when it came to you okay yes yeah but even before that but he was, yeah he is a flirtatious like because yeah he would he would talk to me we would chat um but I would see him doing that with you know, other girls at work as well. So I never really, like, took it as, like, yeah. real interest. That's like, I just thought, okay, this is, you know, a dude just, you know, whatever, feeding his ego, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bitter now, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, um, and then eventually, yeah, he, he made it, like, very apparent that he was interested. No, but, like, very, very apparent. Like, okay, we work side by side. So I would see this dude come to the desk to talk to her. <laughs> and then he would come to me separately and talk about her to me. Yeah. Didn't you guys have, like, multiple conversations? We had a conversation <laughs> once where Dre was not there. And he comes to me and was, like, like literally word for word, Oh, I just, I love that when I make a joke, like, it just makes her smile and her face lights up, and it's just, oh, I just love to make her laugh. And I'm talking, like, word for word. Like, mushy, gushy bullshit. And and saying things like, like, I'm not even sure if she's into me, but, like, I'm going to ask her out regardless, and I want to move slow, but, you know, like, not too slow. (laughs) Like, all of this shit. These words were said. (laughs) We're not making it up. So, yeah. Um, so what happened next? Uh, yeah, so he said those things, which obviously, like, you know, piqued my interest a little bit. And uh, he, yeah, one day, like, uh, mentioned that he wanted to grab, you know, a couple beers. And then another day, I, you know, told him I was interested in that. He gave me his number, said to do whatever I wanted with it. Um, so two days later, I ended up texting him to see if he wanted to hang out. And since that text message, it was just downhill. Um, like, now he doesn't even come by the desk. Like no. It's not, I don't understand. Yeah, he won't even, like, like barely makes eye contact with me now but what frustrates me is that she wasn't even interested like there was no interest and then the second the second you're like okay i'm gonna show a little bit of interest what the heck i don't know exactly and it the fact that it's like two different occasions now where the minute i put any effort or showed interest then they took a step back for whatever reasons i will never know because People are just cowards and they won't, you know, tell tell you how they feel or have a conversation. 
I mean, mind you, it's probably for the best that we don't have a conversation because I could care less about them now. But it's just (laughs) it hurts because then it it leaves you to think like, hey, like, what did I like? Did I say something? What did I do? Like you immediately turn to yourself and blame yourself for a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's just. But I think to be fair, I honestly don't think it has anything to do with you. Like, I feel like it's always, always, always going to be something on their end. Totally. And maybe that sounds again, we probably sound really bitter. We might sound, uh, <laughs> we sound really over it, but I don't, I think it is hard because you will, I think without that communication, you just, you'll never know. There's no closure as to why people make decisions. Yeah. But I can see it's frustrating and you kind of, you start to lose hope. You do. You lose hope and, you know, you, um, yeah, I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm just, I'm just so over it. Yeah. But I think like more, okay, well, one moral of the story, don't date dudes at work. It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. Um, we should have known better, but that's the first mor- moral of the story. Second is we're both going to, I guess, continue to try and be vulnerable. For me, at least, I don't know any other way to be. No. I have been told that I'm too much and that I'm too intense and that the conversations are too in-depth. I can try to make things as light as possible. I mean, even with this podcast, we try to make heavy things light. But at the root of who I am, I'm never going to be able to shut that part off of me. And if I do shut it off, then I'm going to lose a part of myself. Definitely. Well, it's your nature Mm -hmm. to be that way, right? It's human to be that way. Like, the way that people are now, like, that's not human to me. Like, that's not not normal. They're, They're shutting something off. Yeah. So definitely stay vulnerable, stay emotional. And uh, there are like better ways to go to go about it and better yeah. ways to, there's to good express balance. yourself. <laughs> yes, there's always balance. There's balance in everything. I tend but... to swing all the way with emotions and feelings. There's no logic. There's no logic here, guys. There's no logic or rationale. It's all emotions. I'm not saying do that. You might just end up getting really hurt. Yeah, that would be... I, I don't want to go through that again. No, I don't I'm think exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna try and be, I'm gonna try and continue to be myself. I, it sounds really cliche, but I want to continue to just work on who I am and being comfortable with who I am. I think the more confidence you have with who you are, the easier it'll be to kind of, you know, decipher who's, who's gonna be real with you and who isn't. Yeah. What are you no. gonna do? What's your, um, next, what's your next step? Well, I'm just going to do my thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just do me and not really pay much attention to anything besides that. But I am I, I am going to remain hopeful. And I, I, I do believe that, you know, uh, there is someone out there that is your soulmate. And you'll know. There's no point in forcing something. especially like when things are hard or complicated like right from the beginning like that's a red flag guys like right away that one the hard way (laughs) (laughs) there is no point in yeah putting yourself through that that uh emotional torture um you'll know when something's right and when it's meant to be it'll just yeah it'll be flawless it'll be seamless i like that Mm -hmm. thanks dude yeah (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's have a bit of fun. Mm. Let's talk about our yes moments for the week. Yes moments. Um, okay. Do you have yours? Yeah, my yes moment was last Saturday. Um, okay. Yeah, I okay. went to the Alan Raymond concert. 
it was at the Phoenix. I went with my uh, best friend and yeah, it was a really good time. I have been a little bit down in the dumps lately, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just been like keeping to myself, spending a lot of time at home by myself with my cat, Joe, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, actually like getting dressed and going out, putting myself out there, it was a really good feeling. And then just being surrounded by like-minded people who you know enjoy music, um, for the beauty that it is. Yeah, it was just a really good time. Uh, I really needed it. Um, so yeah, that was my yes moment. That's a really good yes moment. Thank you. My yes moment is uh, is really boring, but guys, honestly, I'm the type of person that needs to be productive and doing something 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Any rest time that I get, I hate it, despise just resting and sitting and doing nothing. But this week, when the weather changed, mm-hmm. it was snowing. And I just completely lacked motivation. So I honestly didn't do much this week except for go home after work (laughs) and go home after getting my stuff done and just relaxing. And so that's my yes moment, relaxing and getting more sleep. Because it's funny, the more sleep I got this week, the more I realized how much I needed it. Because Mm. I'm finding it harder and harder to get up in the morning. Seriously. And in the afternoons, normally I'm kind of like an energizer bunny. I might be exhausted, but I'm just go, go, go. And I think my body and my mind and every part of me this week was just like, you need to tone it down and relax. So my yes moment is actually listening to my myself. And even when I want to be doing 2,000 million things at once, sometimes it's good to slow down. It's not always the most comfortable thing. Mm-hmm. I think when you're used to, especially because when you're busy, it distracts your mind. You don't have time to think about you know, the dark, deep thoughts you have inside. (laughs) But I had no choice this week. We're just going to sit in whatever we're feeling and I'm going to try and relax. And that that was my that was my yes moment of the week. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. So what about your what's your song of the week? My song. uh, So I've been listening to Alina Berez a lot recently, um, particularly her album Urban Flora um, and the song that uh, really spoke to me was make you feel and we're talking about feelings and we're talking about feelings so look at that <laughs> and we'll try and play a clip so you can hear it mm-hmm. yeah it's just yeah it's it's deep it's emotional just resonates with me at this moment yeah okay so alina Perez, make yep. you feel i can give you what you need i can give you what you And I'm going to be a little bit extra. I have two songs of the week. (laughs) I told myself I would never do this, but I've had one really deep kind of like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) song. Mm -hmm. And then I've had um, more of like an upbeat. Okay, well, you have that balance. Yeah, you need that balance. Um, so we'll, we'll start with we'll start with the down in the dump song. It's not. It's a beautiful song. It's called Japanese Denim by Daniel Caesar. Mm. And the reason why I love this song is because in the chorus he goes, um, my blue jeans, they'll last me my whole life. So should we. Wow. <laughs> so when I heard that, I, I literally in the car this week, I like Daniel Caesar. He's also playing here for like five days straight. Oh. Um, I want to get tickets, but it's way too expensive and they're super sold out but um 
it came on in the car and immediately just like the tears like mm. the tears started strolling i yeah we we feel things over here on this yeah. side so um daniel caesar japanese denim beautiful beautiful track My Upbeat one uh, is by an artist named Nao, and it's called Nostalgia, and it's it's got an '80s, an old school '80s vibe to it. Okay, but you almost want to skip down the street like you have a pep in your step when you hear this song. I don't think I've made you hear it yet, no, but I but think I you'd want really to. like it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really proud of you. She was super nervous. Yeah, I was. This is not the kind of thing that I do. <laughs> but you like shared shared your heart with I us. did, yeah. And I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Well, so. it's all because of you, girl. Thanks. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've only known each other a few months, but you're like you're super awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're tight. Yeah, we're tight. We're tight now. <laughs> Keep hope alive and mm-hmm. hope if, and love. Hope and love and. Uh, soulmates and true love exist Mm -hmm. thanks again dre i'm joey b and you've been listening to us talks all right everybody bye bye